This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hi, comic book readers, and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a weekly comic book show that we do live here on Comic Pop Returns, a subsidiary of the youtube.com slash comic pop banner, where we take the books in the past week, recap them, review them, we tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think you should buy. So uh, we got a bunch of things to talk about. We're going to get into it in a few minutes, but before we do, I wanted to mention that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can sponsor today's episode by just using Super Chats. Ask a question or comment. We'll read it here on the program, like Brian Rollins here, who says... Between you calling the Dark Crisis live and the Hard Traveling Heroes reference last week, someone at DC is clearly in the population. Morbius stinks. Uh, I do agree with the Morbius stinks uh, the conjecture. <laughs> uh, Morbius did come out last week. I didn't see it. I won't be seeing it until uh, I uh, am contractually obligated to do so. Uh, and I am because I have another show over with uh, DJ Woolrich over on Only Stupid, Ever- Only Stupid Answers where we uh, we talk about Spider-Man. It's called Spider-Versity. Yeah. And, um, we talk about Spider-Man movies, and we got to do them all. And so, Let There Be Carnage is the one I'm recording this week. I'm really looking, not looking forward to it because uh, it's such a terrible movie, and I got to watch it all over again. And Morbius is one of those things where I'm going to wait until it's streaming and uh, see what I can do to get around, like having to watch the whole thing or paying to watch it in any way. Because <laughs> I don't believe in, you know, there's some people who are like, "Oh, you're good," and it's like, you know what? I'm not going to pay for a movie I don't think should exist. You know, Marvel doesn't challenge the language cinema. You know, it doesn't change anything. You know, Marvel movies don't change how they make movies. It doesn't change. Like, you know, they used to make really mindless action blockbusters and it didn't change like the independent scene. You know, it only challenged and emboldened artists to be more creative and to break from the mold. So whatever. Anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, we did. uh, We I did see a hard traveling heroes reference in uh, DC versus vampires. Number six. What? Yep, they just said it. You know, they, it was just a name drop, but, but uh, still, yeah, from James Tunn and the Fourth and Matthew Rosenberg with art by Rex Lot- Locus and Simone DeMeo. Uh, DC versus Vampires number six. I forgot it was twelve issues. Uh, so is Schmidt not doing art for the interiors on this? I don't know, man. Okay, that's fair. Um, no, I think he's only doing the covers. It's not like. It feels like two different books now. I like this series. I really enjoyed DC versus Vampires up until now. Although I could feel, I felt like I was seeing, you know, where it was going and how it was getting there. Uh, but sometimes, even if you know what the journey is going to hold, you still go on it because it's fun. And I do, and I'm still going to because I think I enjoy this series. Is it the friends you made along the way? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> right, because at the end of the day, it's all about family. But uh, <laughs> you know, we see uh, the Bat family lick their wounds and. Uh, reconvene and then uh, one of their own betrays them and uh, just just picks them apart and uh, at the end the bat family is much smaller far smaller than you might have imagined and uh, you know the, the DC universe is left to uh, to to darkness as a result of Superman being turned and uh, you know Firestorm being turned and the whole world is basically plunged into darkness as a result of uh, Batman's this feels a little. Failure. It's just deceased. That's with vampires. what it feels like. Yeah, that's yeah, what it is. Well, uh, but less good. Ooh, ouch! Also, there's. Um, you said you were enjoying. This I am enjoying okay. it, but it's less good. Than, I mean, it's not as good as deceased. Okay, all right. There's all right. another book out here that's written by the same guy who's also not as good as deceased. Fair. Uh, but you know, it's fine. It's just that this fe- it it begs to be compared to deceased. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. The logo's great. 
for DC versus Vampires. Yeah, I, I really like the logo. I like the cover. I like the cover. I like the cover too. the The cover schemes are great, and uh, and the concept's fun, and it's it's still like a guilty pleasure. I still dig the story overall, and I'm mm-hmm. excited to see where it goes. But it is written by James Town the Fourth and Matthew Rosenberg, so like I don't have this kind of like you know what this is because Deceased was one of those things where it's like this will be dark and miserable, but with Taylor, there's this like kind of hope. And this requirement Mm -hmm. to kind of make it not nearly as drab or as miserable. I don't know what Tynan and Rosenberg are going to do. Like, you know, I don't know how miserable it's going to get. Okay. And we're only halfway through. So, like, I think the real book is about to begin. Also, the uh, the two art styles, like switching, Mm -hmm. they don't mesh. They they don't blend. I I looked it up. It said, um, it says art by Danielle Dean Nicolo, yes, Simone DeMeo and Otto Schmidt. There you go. So I don't know where this other artist is coming from in this listing, but yeah, that's what DC says it is. Mm-hmm. That's still three artists. Still three artists. Still uh, a few. But like, there's a Suicide Squad subplot for no ah, reason, and okay. like the art is like, why? Like, why is this so different? And like, just make DC vs. Vampire Suicide Squad if you want to do a Suicide Squad book. Mm, yeah, it's but, really weird. Yeah. Okay. It's a weird choice, but yeah, I still, yeah. I, I guess I still recommend it. Okay. Um, what's it called? Trevingly helping us out. Thank you very much. Uh, Random guy 15. Uh, Morbius stinks. Love the show. Thanks a lot. Hard to believe. <laughs> I know. Shocked face. Yeah, there. Like, exactly. What? So uh, what did you read? Um, so there's a lot of things to read. There was a lot of things to read this week. This is, I, I hate weeks like this. Me because, too. Like, they it, overloaded it. It feels overloaded. Um, I mean, it's nice. Like, you know, if, if you're a person who can't get to your comic book store every week, if you got there this week, you've got plenty to read for the month now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much that came out this week, but I definitely um, picked up, um, was it Step by No. It's step by Bloody Step. Step by Bloody Step. I'm like, Step by Step. No, there's a word in there. Step yeah. by Bloody Step, um, which is written by uh, Cy Spurrier with art by Matea Bagara. It looks so good. That's the inker. Oh. They switch the um they they switch the credits around on this quite a few times. It, it's fun. Like Bagara gets top billing because this is a story that is done entirely with image. There is occasionally like word balloons, but it's an alien language. So you have no idea what's being said. Cool. Um so like yeah, I appreciate that artist comes first, the inker, and then the writer, Spurrier. Um Spurrier is telling a really interesting story here that like gives you like i go gives me like nausicaa vibes mm-hmm. to it um we're like clearly not on like earth we're on some sort of like um other world it's not like an alternate earth history seeming no it's just, it's just like, like another hey, it's like star wars yeah, where it's hey, like there's humans and it's another planet exactly but, you know. and there's like flora and fauna and there's like you know technology and not technology like and there's like clearly a rich world that we are seeing the story set against um and we're just learning about it through the journey that these two characters our protagonists go on um the protagonist being what was originally a small like baby basically like infant Mm. um who's now grown quite a bit so the question for me really is like you really have to go back and pay attention and again this book's very interpretive um is this child aging more rapidly than normal or is this an indication of how long and stretched out this is because there are other characters in this book but they don't seem to age they don't age quite as much but they are adults right um so you know and there's of course like the visual um you know, you know um, juxtaposition of like this tiny child mm-hmm. with this very large knight looking character mm. who is a protector of the child um, and 
also serves as a guide, but also seemingly has like, this is what I'm doing. It's like, there's a mission here. Yeah. There's clearly a mission. Um, when she's hurt, her blood causes like growth, like, like, like plant life yeah. to like bloom and to grow. Mm-hmm. Clearly she's very important to some degree. We've yet to find out why. And someone is after them. Okay. Um, a, a larger, presumably like either a force that has taken over or is trying to invade. Mm. It's, it's an exercise again. I've said this before in like my last review. It's an exercise in slowing down. Yeah. Because um, you have to really pay attention. You really do have to pay attention when there's no words. You have to like really you slow yourself down thing, and go yeah. like, wait, hang on. Like I need to make sure I understand this narrative. I think Bagara does a really good job of illustrating the narrative set by Spurrier. Uh, the art's gorgeous. The coloring, I love it. I love the inks on this book. It just it just looks great. It's just a really beautiful looking book um, and such a like like refreshing experience. Not that I don't love reading the written word. Um, and I do truly believe that like what makes comics so special is that combination of word and image coming together to tell a complete story. Um, but I'm really like appreciating and enjoying this exercise between this creative group. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. Do you know, it, 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 I assume it's a, it's a mini series. Uh, yeah. Or a limited series, yes. I should say. Do you know how many issues it's going to get? I like my brain wants to say six, but I don't know if that's just because. Yeah, just because it every, makes sense. Everything economically six. that makes sense. Economically that makes sense. I'll look that up while sure. we uh, continue here. Well, Micah Rappaport says they didn't have to do my boy Tim like that. Sad. Yeah, spoilers for the book, but um, yeah, it felt a little uh, a little interesting how um, you know Tynan. I don't know what his involvement is in this series because of his exit. It's four. Yeah, it's four wow. issues. So we're halfway through. <laughs> um isn't um what's the other one uh the me you love in the dark wasn't that also super short, short it was as well? five yeah that's like and it was great yeah but it's just it's as long as it needs to be maybe they're yep. embracing the new like normal for- like hey what is the what is the writer what is the creator what do the creators want to do yeah oh we could just do that right we oh, don't have it to- oh let's just do that as long as not two you're fine you can still make a trade <laughs> Uh, Adam Thenhouse, uh, I've been reading Houston's Moon Knight and digging it. Thanks for the recommendation. Enjoy the first episode on D- Disney Plus as well. Keep the lights on. Yeah, we didn't actually even talk about Moon Knight. Maybe we will later on. We um, should. MNM says, uh, best thing about Beyond are the Art Adams covers and whenever Patrick Gleason did the interiors. It's true. Yeah, the, the Spider-Man Beyond arc was interesting and uh, the choices were uh, baffling at best. Uh, Eric Romo, super bummed I missed the event at the Kubert School. I was in the thick of writing my PhD dissertation, <gasps> which I'm happy to report I submitted. Well, congratulations. Congratulations, that's great, huge. A uh, great uh, distinguishment for you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for helping me stay sane through the grad school. Well, congratulations, man. Good luck. Uh, hope it all goes well for Absolutely. you. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Um, the fodder box kid i wanted to shout out tiffany because oh. due to her i brought i bought saga book one <gasps> issues one through 18 and i finished a first draft of issue one for my music hero comic i'm writing thanks to all that you guys do oh that's so great yeah that's awesome congrats on first of all welcome to the saga family <laughs> secondly congrats on writing the first draft that's huge yeah it's like one of the biggest like hurdles, hurdles for a lot of writers so right? that's incredible David Esterly picked up Batman Beyond the White Knight. Slow start, but I can't wait to see what happens next. So thankful to be part of the population. Glad to have you, David. Yeah, thanks for being here. I didn't read it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I just, there was a lot of stuff out there and I just, I, I, I forgot. I just forgot. And I was going to pick it up in uh, in physical, but I understand it was like a limited print run. It's hard to forget. Yeah. So, Tiffany, tell us a little bit about X. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, ex- excellent number two. Excellent number two. Yeah, because uh, I want to know more about. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, like, this is like, for me, definitely a book that's like, hey, I'm just going to just do whatever the hell I want. Very much that the just like deep end vibe, um, Doom Patrol vibe to yeah. it. 
Um, it's Peter Milligan and Mike Allrad. So it like just from the look alone, your brain immediately goes, this is different. Different. And I think that that's, it's just so smart um, to put this, the, these creators together um, again, to just, it's really important for the story and the art to match. Yes. Because it like, you could like, there's so many like beautiful, but like fairly, you know, normal looking superhero styles. Oh, right. Yeah. And they, they do my, I'm not disparaging these artists at all because they create beautiful panel work and just incredible action sequences, but like very much suited to a heroic comic, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm talking about? I don't have to name names, right? No. Um, you have other artists like Jock who come along and like can also tell a heroic story, but in a different way. But like, if you want something like grim and gritty and like maybe horror leaning, you're going to bring someone like that in, right? Totally. But like, you put Mike Allred on a book, you immediately get this like feeling that it's like it's whimsy. It's going to be whimsy. It's going to be, it's going to be not what you were expecting. Yes. Unexpected. Unexpected in every way, shape, and form. And that's very much what this book is. Um, it's, I don't even know, but like I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Hey, like I, I have a book like that too, where it's like I don't even know what you're doing, but I'm enjoying it nonetheless. There is something about it where you know, like it. Were I to pro like, were I a smarter person or a person who took more time to really like dive into dive it. into this and pour over this? There's some. There are some deeper things here as well. There's definitely commentary just on comic books as a whole. There's definitely commentary on um on like pop culture 100 sure. percent. a lot of it deals with um you know media outlets um like streaming videos channels like youtube tiktok stuff hey, like that like, cool. and like growing followings there and like you know doing whatever it takes in fact like letting a team member die to, to, to like get views like oh. make sure you get their like their you know death scene so we can you know pump up our numbers that kind of thing like hmm. there's definite commentary there overt commentary right but i have a feeling that there's probably some more subtle commentary in there as sure. well um there's uh homages to like some some classic writing styles um you know like soap opera like you know as x-men can be but oh, like yeah. harkening back to that time period of the like claremont era yeah of, like, like why, don't, why don't they love me why don't blah, 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 like questioning things out loud the things you just never say out loud yeah. um it's it's very meta mm. and yet not it should be so if that's the kind of book you like and honestly like for some people right now x-men this is an era that they don't like. I like this yeah. era and I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in it right. We're transitioning now, but yeah. like, it's still similar to what it was. And for some people, that's not what they're looking for. But if you do like books like this that have that like edge to it, that's like, this is almost a wink and a nod. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, like uh -huh. you might dig this. Um, cool. it's only issue two. Right. So it's really easy to grab like two issues at this point. Yeah. So check I it should out. finally uh, get you on to X statics. Cause I feel like you might enjoy that book. They, that's all they're. I mean, that's what about. it is. Yeah. Well, that's, and they do talk about yeah. that in here, like the past and such. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's something here for cool. sure. That's a recommendation, I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, speaking of books that I don't understand why it's made. I mean, I know why it's made. It's because of the names on this book, but uh, while I was like, I wasn't really wild about it, but I also couldn't. St it was a page turner. It's a book that I it baffled me, but mm -hmm. I also was like, I got to read the re the next issue. I have to know what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is Donny Cates's and Ryan Otley's Hulk. Right. Uh, Ryan Otley and Donny Cates's Hulk number five came out uh, and it's what it promised. You know, like it, it was like, yo, uh, Bruce Banner is using the Hulk as a starship in the psychic plane of his own mind. 
he's in another reality where Bruce Banner never became the Hulk, but gamma radiation was used and weaponized and Peter Parker was an unfortunate casualty thereof and mm. turned into a giant spider Hulk. And so that's what we get. We get is Hulk or spider been, Hulk. I've been looking at here. I was yes. like, who is this supposed to be? It's like a really scary thing or. Yep. Nope. It's Spider-Man be become Hulk. And uh, and our Hulk has to fight him because General Ross kind of take took over everything in this reality and uh, and weaponized the Gamma program and turned multiple Hulks and stuff like that. But like after a, at the end of this issue, mm -hmm. I found out that there's only six issues of this series. What? That's it. Oh, okay. So it's and, just a slugfest. And that's it. And there's going to be more slugging in 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 Kate's continuation of the Hulk because I I'm certain there's going to be more because he's promised a big title bout between uh, Thor and Hulk. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's gotten some, I saw, uh, Oh, um, Gary Frank draw a cover for that. Wow. What? It, you know, I'm just like, wow. Like okay. there's some, there's some heavy hitters in this. No pun intended, but uh, <laughs> you know, he fights Spider-Man. Uh, that's it. You know, it's cool. But like the, the, the real meat and potatoes is, uh, the the threat of Thunderbolt Ross and the implications of what Bruce doesn't seem to quite understand about the starship he's built and the Betty Brant character that's in his mind that I crapped on earlier and like when I ran issue one I'm like what is this like why is Betty Brant here like mm -hmm. that's that's really presumptuous for him to create an identity for Betty Brant and to presume what she's going to say to him when he doesn't actually know her or when he doesn't actually have her there. But it's not Betty Brand and it's not Bruce Banner. And it's like there's more to this than meets the eye. And the last issue promises to kind of wrap it all up. So I, I suggest, because I have enjoyed this genuinely, mm -hmm. uh, despite the protestations of the audience mm -hmm. at large, that when it concludes, perhaps another reread is in order. Just reading it from one to six. I feel like there might be some fun and joy pulled from it. Because okay. it, the, the, the fun of watching Hulk battle all of his rogues or every single member of the Marvel universe in zombie or regular form uh, in the psychic plane is kind of cool. And okay. Ryan Otley is, th there's no, there's no missteps. If you love Ryan Otley's art, it's on display. If you don't like Ryan Otley's art, it's probably not going to be for you anyway, but, you uh, but everyone's working their hardest to make this book pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm enjoying it. Uh, I don't know. It's fun. It's weird. And I, I, you know, I'm not a Hulk fan. Right, right. But at the very least, give me some, give me some punches. You know? Yeah, I like, I do. I, I'm, I'm glad you're, st like, sticking with it. Yeah, like, it's all, especially with only six issues. Well, yeah. I'm but, like, all right. But it's also like, I don't know. I, I just, I, there's something about that I appreciate that it's so different from what you might normally be known for enjoying, no, and it's that true. like you found something about it that like you liked about, like that you were attached. Yeah, to. Yeah, for like, me, it's wholly, yeah, it's wholly inoffensive. Like, there's yeah. nothing about it that's that, that's that says you can't go back or undo it. It does. I think it does go like we're not doing what Al Ewing was doing, but also maybe we are. We'll see. Okay, it's, it's interesting. I also want to throw out there that at the end of um, Excellent, yes, issue three, they're teasing Doctor Strange. Oh, it. Mike Allred should draw a Doctor Strange book. So I'm like, when does this happen? <laughs> it doesn't matter. In about two, three months, probably. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, uh, Eddie Eckenberg, uh, considering how thoroughly Ben Riley is pantsed in the latest issue, I feel like Zeb Wells must hate Ben Riley more than even me. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, we'll probably never see, at least for another couple of years, what happens. Oh, okay. uh, Jarrell Frazier, Sailor Moon Knight, uh, to you, is it Mark is in a schoolgirl outfit or Usagi in a full cowl? 
it's Mark in a sailor uniform mm-hmm. for sure. If it's sailor Moon Knight, yeah, it has to be that. It's gotta be. Has to be that. Although, I mean, let's be honest, like mm-hmm. the comparison between Moon Knight and the Moonlight Knight. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even make that joke uh, on the most recent We're episode right of there. Back Issues, but uh, it's right there. I know, I know. But you know, he's like an abomination anyway. The Moonlight Knight shouldn't exist. He really shouldn't. He's he's just garbage. He's a bunch of crap. I'm sorry, Moonlight Knight fans, all yeah, three of you. Both of you. He's just trash. I agree, I and I don't care for him. No tuxedo uh, mask all the way. All the way. King's Port Cal. Uh, look at you guys and your matching flannels. How cute. I've seen people trying to copy you guys. Rocket, rocket, rocked. My comic pop shirt Saturday. People asked about it. Nice. Good Yay, to know. Hey, thank you. I don't know anybody trying to copy us. Uh, and if they do, they're in for a uh, rude awakening when they find no success. Uh, <laughs> young Goku over 9,000. It's supposed to be flattering, right? Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, Immortal X-Men was very bold. I think I love it a lot. Mr. Sinister's great, especially when he's so right yet so wrong when it matters most. Also, four X-Books out this week, back in full swing. <laughs> we are 100% going to talk about that, but it's not my next book. Isn't it? Uh, no. I think, what is your next book? Uh, not that one. I, I think we should wait, savor that one a little bit. That's fair. I've got a lot to say about that book. We'll talk about uh, X-Men Unlimited Latitude number I, one. I read X-Men Unlimited Latitude number one because uh, why not? Right, It's Hickman's <laughs> uh, Wolverine book. You know, yeah. Hickman seemed to kind of like sleep on Wolverine throughout the series, except for like very strong deliberate punctuated notes you know yeah. he's he's integral to moira's plans in hawks and pox mm-hmm. and well integral it's like he's a linchpin he he does what he does you know it seems like Wolf, uh, hickman regards wolverine as a blunt instrument he definitely was no he was integral in the pox part, pox part because yeah. like she needed to make it to that one life yep. and like the only way they could do that was with wolverine yeah so yeah absolutely um wolverine but, well, wolverine's always a heavy hitter um this was the book that Hickman was like, I'm leaving. And then they were like, do this thing for the internet. Yes. So this was a Marvel Unlimited book. Yeah. And so it is a vertical book. Yes. Which it was is made... now printed as a physical book. So, okay. This was built. Uh, if you mean when you, when to describe it, when you talk about uh, it being a vertical book, it's, it's webtoons format. You just yeah, scroll endlessly. It's built, it's built to be read on your device. Um, yes. So that you can just scroll through it. Right. Yes. But did, knowing that it was vertical at one point and of course like the design of the book is Mm -hmm. meant to be read vertically and thematically it's like they thought of that like Mm -hmm. shalvi really wanted it to be like no thematically we're going down Mm -hmm. we're you know but uh uh knowing that Mm -hmm. and then seeing this in print how does it compare does it feel like a real comic book um yeah i mean it, it definitely feels like a real comic book i there are a couple places that it struggles for me but once you get your like your bearings or sea legs um you'll be fine because there's clearly like a lot of very long panel work in this which yeah. is a lot of fun um it definitely has like a like tumbling feel to it should because like, it is you feel like you're falling mm-hmm. which you should it's like there's a lot of energy to this book. However, occasionally we come to pages where there's like more like your standard like sized panel. Uh-huh. Um, well, you think because you've been reading them like left, right, left, right. Yeah. You do left, right for those columns. And no, mm. you do read them across. Oh. But you'll trust, trust me, you'll figure it out real fast. When, okay. When you realize like who's Wolverine responding to. Oh, damn it. You go back and reread it. It's like totally makes sense now. Yeah. Um, but that's only just because I got in the pattern. Yeah. You know, I probably should have re like, you know, reevaluated my panel reading when I got to those pages, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed this. Like I said, like there was something about um Shelby's artwork and his choices in terms of like not only panel layout, like having the long panels. I mean, you're doing a book for mobile, um, so it makes sense. But like his panel compositions themselves. 
that feeling of falling throughout this book is amazing. And again, the energy and the dynamic feeling it lends to the story is great because the Wolverine book, like Wolverine's got a couple of different modes for me, but like the, the Wolverine of like hunting and go the mode, Terminator Wolverine. Yeah. That's what you're kind of getting from this. Not yeah. that it doesn't have its stops, but like you're, you welcome those stops. It's sure. like a well-placed, like a well-paced breather when you hit them. Yeah. When Wolverine stops to have a conversation with yeah. someone for like a little bit. A lot of it is um, internal for him. Uh-huh. Like, you know, the idea here is on sword, aim made a grab and go three mutants. We don't find out who those three mutants are. We discover it throughout the book. Yep. Um, Wolverine is tracking them down, trying to get them back. He discovers after he finds the first one that the other, oh, no, he discovers once he gets to aim that all three have been like put different places, that kind of thing. So he's going to go to each of them. So anyway, he has to do that. It's like a little like, side quest mission or main mission in a video game yeah um but you know it's aim so you got beekeepers you mm-hmm. wolverine dealing with beekeepers wolverine drinking beer in this book wolverine snicking people wolverine killing lots of people in this book yeah um wolverine dealing with modok um it's interesting like it's so hickman but it's <laughs> also so hickman just like going not, for it going for it and not giving a crap exactly like he's not as worried about building a world as he is as much as, as he is telling a fun story playing in it so like i yeah playing in it like he built this world and now he's just stepped back and he's just gonna play in the sandbox that's there yeah um so like if you're going into this thinking like this is going to like you know rock your world the way that like hawks and pox did probably won't but it is a fun story and there is a mystery at the end of it yes um for sure yeah i remember reading this when it came out on a marvel limited okay and uh, i don't remember it vividly but i remember the experience i remember more about the ride than i do remember the details i remember just being very impressed with shalvi and really impressed with the execution Mm -hmm. and it's like on one hand you know it's a proof of concept where it's like why aren't you doing this more Mm -hmm. but on the other it's like you have a professional like shalvi who can execute that in a textbook fashion right and shalvi like took a job and did it well as opposed to just being like oh get anyone to do that format it's like it's harder to to accomplish for sure and i and i I do think that's important to to call out as well that you you asked a comic book artist to basically completely rethink the way in which they tell story right which 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 some of them are like ooh, (laughs) some of them are excited by that and those are the people to get yeah people who take it as a challenge and like play with that yeah um you know, it, were this story, like, were they to do a, a sequel to this? I'd love to see what they would do with it. Yeah. I assume there's going to be more, right? I I, I didn't read any more of I that. feel like there should be longitude. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I assume latitude will be, like, issues one through whatever, because it's 60 pages. It is. Well, and I but read... But you're really just scrolling. I read someplace, though, that um this will count as, like, X-Men Unlimited issues something through whatever. Oh, okay. Like if you're a collector. Gotcha. But you can look that up. I think I looked that up on um, on Marvel, but you could take a look. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, Shelby really brings something to the party. Hickman, like I said, he's just having fun. There's a moment with MODOK where um, MODOK's here, uh, at least as AI. Yeah. Um, and like Wolverine's like attacking the like organic tech that okay. is him. And like Modok's like, oh, it'll take you way too long to, for that to work. It'll take you like years, whatever. And like Wolverine's just hacking away, and he's like, oh no, I forgot how to do this. Oh no, I forgot how to do that. <laughs> oh no, there goes my original tr- Star Wars trilogy, like unlike you know, like non-special yeah. edition. <laughs> they don't, you can't get that anywhere. You can't get that anywhere. Yeah, I was like, I appreciate that. It's like it's very tongue in cheek. Um, 
but the characters he chooses to do that with it fits them yeah you know wolverine has a whole thing with beer it fits for him you right. know it was just it was more fun than i anticipated like, yeah like, within the first two to three pages i was like eh, okay this is just this is just a good ride yeah it's a ride you're yeah. on a ride i will say if you read it on digital it <clears throat> it, it it's fast oh this was fast yeah this was fast for sure. Yeah, I think it's just from the just just artistically, mm-hmm. it just guides your eye, makes you read mm-hmm. like fast. But yeah, yeah. Well, it's also it's really like it feels more like an action movie. Yeah, hard recommend. Yeah, Definitely. I really enjoyed it. it. It does carry a hefty cover price though. It is six dollars. Yeah. So, especially when you could get it for free on Marvel Limited. If you have Marvel Limited. If you have it. If you but have you Marvel Limited, go check it out. Like you already have it. I recommend mm-hmm. you go pick it, like go look at it there since it's be free for you. And if it's something where it's like, I really like Wolverine and I'm looking for something that's just fun. Yeah. Just fun. You might want to grab this. I I might. Uh I I on a on this a suggestion from a friend, I picked up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles annual number uh from 2022. I think from, I know who the friend was. Uh Tom Waltz and Kevin Eastman with art by Juni Ba. Okay. And uh it, it's Okay, so I haven't read Turtles in a long time. I'm only reading the um, the Last Ronin, mm-hmm. which is an easy thing to do when it comes out every five years. But uh, I read this, and uh, it's seven bucks, so it's a hefty cover price again. But uh, if you love the Turtles, you will enjoy this issue a lot. It's mm. uh, the fallout of a significant plot point, which is the death of uh, Master Splinter. And uh, the turtles are on their own and they've gone their separate ways, or at least they're finding their own footing in different re- places. It's the first time I've ever seen it explore this concept that I assume has been going on for a while because mm-hmm. alongside this series, uh, Ninja Turtles 127 also came out, which I did not read because I don't read turtles on regular. Right. But uh, I assume that it's far, it's, it's much deeper uh, it explored, the idea that like they're all kind of taking their own uh, identities and doing that. And it's the first time I've ever thought about like, what if they grow up? Yeah. Like, what if they find their own what, niches? What and... if the hero's journey continued on and like stopped just before the death of the sage like character? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this concept of like the family kind of coming back together to kind of work with through this uh, this this common trauma, uh, in spite of their growing up and finding other lives for themselves, but like it, it's really at the end of the day, as a joke, it's all about family. But really, it is because it's about. <laughs> Like how, you know, uh, as brothers, they 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 came up together and they grew up together. And then they uh, f- through teenagers, you know, up to like graduation, basically, they were together and then they found their own uh, their own identities and their own interests and their own people. And, and so they're separating. But like there's something about being related, about having a family that makes them come back together. And, uh, you know, you may forget the moves, but you don't forget like the training. And so as a result, like they, you know, the rusty and they're, they're trying to solve, they're fighting a metaphorical demon uh, ghost. That is like, uh, it like sucks um, uh, trauma from corpses. In a gra- it sucks. It sucks. No, it, <laughs> it's uh, it like, it, there was something that happened with like mutagen. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what it is, but like, basically there was like a, like a slug that followed a demon or a, or a spirit and it manifested and mutated into like this being that like can see and show you your trauma and your, and your grief. And it focuses on your anger and your fear and your emotions. And so it's like a metaphor for them having to get over that in order mm-hmm. to defeat it. And so they do, and, you know, it's 
it's a really simple very basic one like you know one direction story which is why i'm like yeah six bucks but 44 pages isn't bad and um 44 pages wow yeah. that's not a lot it reads that. fast okay but uh Oof. yeah but it's a but but i really enjoyed it it was just a nice story that if you've gone through like maybe your own uh you know loss or uh, if you uh, miss any family members you know because you've you've moved away from home definitely worth checking out all right uh, nice stuff. Uh, Wait, I got a couple more. Yeah, I bet you do. Uh, I read Ghost Rider number two. Yeah, yeah, you did. Now, what, do you remember really quick how you felt about? I think you were on the fence about Ghost Rider number one. I didn't read it. I was hoping you weren't going to bring it up. But no, oh, okay. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. I know I don't know where the issue is, and I oh yeah, and I literally won't buy it again. No, I we really have own it. That's fair. But I was like, you know what? That's not going to stop me from picking up issue two, and it didn't. Well, you know, as Stanley said. Every comic could be someone's first comic. That's right? right. Because it does have like a little like thing here at the beginning, like, hey, previously. Right. Hey, something DC should be Ghost Rider. What are you doing, DC? Pick that up. Yeah, seriously. It's like one of the best things that you can do. Yeah, um, it's one of the best new editions in comic books. It's not, it, you know what it is? It's not just that because it's like there's a month in between. And occasionally I'm like, remember exactly what happened. And sometimes I'm like, what the hell happened in this book? Yeah. Right. What? Especially when it's X titles. Oh, because yeah. I'm reading so many of them. Oh, or yeah. I haven't been in a bit. No, it's a Herculean job to, this, to write those things. This week. This week's going to be a rough one uh-huh. in terms of X Men um, this upcoming week. But um, yeah, so like I've really appreciated that. Um, this is written by Ben Percy with art by Corey Smith and Brent Peebles. Peebles? Mm-hmm. I really wanted to say Peebles. Yeah, I always say Peebles too, but uh, I think it is Peebles. It is Peebles. I'm looking at it. I, I don't yeah, know why I want to say Peebles, but I do. Mm-hmm. Um, because of Mario Van Peebles. Listen. <laughs> listen. I really like this book. <laughs> <laughs> what? I saw a page or a panel from this book and I was like, that's dope looking. It's cool. I hope you like it. Here's the thing. It's cool looking. I, the art's fine. Okay. The, the art's not actually the reason I love it. No, good. I actually legitimately like this story. Like, I like... But it's about Blaze. I know. <laughs> listen. Listen. Johnny Blaze hasn't fallen in trash. Mm. But I love you, Danny Ketch. That's right. I love you, man. Um, and I really I'm not very familiar with Robbie, so I don't want to say anything. Yeah, no. Um, but um it's it's just you know what it is? They're setting up like, here's a story. Here's like a here's a story about Ghost Rider and Johnny, right? That doesn't involve him being the king of hell. Right. It's not something freaking weird or like, or like subversive. Or only focused on some really big big yeah like he's gonna save the universe yeah or like from some hell. Like, oh, here's the big bad and that's all we're focused on like do i think that there's definitely going to be something bigger in this it's a marvel sure. comic they all are sure right mm-hmm. but like right now we're just like going on like we're imagine this johnny blaze is driving on a motorcycle places and we stop and then like he ends up like saving a town or saving but a does, woman from distress or yeah, but some... he doesn't necessarily even want to do it because he and ghost rider like he doesn't want to be ghost rider <laughs> that's this a is, ghost rider it's story very classic that sounds like a right? classic like, ghost they've rider got story. two different lives johnny and ghost rider oh yeah there's a really yeah, good is... there's a solid transformation scene though where like as it better be ghost rider is coming like out out um he's like face is melting he's like no i don't want to <laughs> vengeance um yay don't forget everybody before batman was about vengeance ghost rider was all about it so much so yeah <laughs> that there is a vengeance character that's right a character a ghost rider himself became vengeance <laughs> yeah um but yeah like listen like ghost rider runs into an inn and like he he needs to like it's called the cave in because it's like around like caves it's it's themed where, okay where, like yeah uh-huh 
um it, there's a creepy guy there doing creepy guy things he shouldn't be doing oh no and there's like a like a big scary rancor looking demon thing it's called something but it's we're matter. calling it a rancor. Well, no no because we don't know what it's called he's like its name sounds like a mouthful of earthworms and it's not sure ghost rider yeah, okay like it's i appreciate it you don't want to know you don't want to yeah, know about here well, there are no human words yeah that can, whatever exactly but like so he's got to deal with it there's people and he's got to save them whatever right right like vengeance things are on fire good he picks up a pickaxe at one point it becomes like a hell scythe like, dope it's cool looking yeah right? it's cool i've never seen that but like it is legitimately i was like i kind of care there's also like an fbi agent and some like goth chick with him who's like working with the fbi and she has like a, she has a power that fits perfectly within the mythos of Ghost Rider. Sweet. Her power is that like, it's not, they even call it a power. She's just like, her example is when she was in school, like a little girl, like she was coloring something and it would look like black scribbles in a like walnut shell. And when asked what it was, she told her teacher, it's the cancer in your liver. And then like two weeks later, she was diagnosed with that. And then she was beaten. And like, so like, she's like, she's like, I see things. I see bad things. Right. And I'm like, you fit perfectly in this universe. Yeah, Are we setting you up to things. be a, girl, a ghost rider? I don't know. Yeah, uh, there's only one female ghost rider and she sucks. I'm just, I don't know. But like, I'm like, yep, I, I just, I appreciate the world Percy's building here and I'm, I'm, I'm along for the ride. Yeah. Plus it got a great voice to be a ghost rider, uh, rider. Yeah. No, he sounds like, uh, he sounds like Tom Waits gargling lava. Ben Percy does? Yeah. I've never heard his voice. You, you have, I've played him for you and oh. you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, now that's all I'm gonna think about. Yeah. That's what Ghost we've never met him like. at a con. That's why we've never had that interaction. Because usually, like I remember, uh, I remember every like physical interaction with a creator at a con, especially if they have something hilarious or some crazy attribute, like mm -hmm. Peter Mayhew. You know, I remember him shaking our hands and like it I was hit, like a giant. I hit his elbow into the table. You did. I never forgot that. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I hit P uh, Peter Mayhew's elbow into the table. Well, and now he's dead. Yeah, I killed him. <laughs> Timothy killed Peter Mayhew. You killed Chewbacca. Oh my god! Before Timothy's on, but uh, no, I remember he had a pillowy, soft hand. He had a big. He did. He had, a, was, he had a catcher. He had an was, old, used catcher's mitt no, hand. No, it was so soft. It was so soft. You just and it would just wrap around you, and you felt warm and safe. Oh yeah. As, as only Chewbacca could make it's you so feel. So true. Anyway, Ghost Rider two recommend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. By the way, I was just looking at the legacy number. It's two forty eight, and I was like. There have only been 248 issues of Ghost Rider. That Listen, sounds about right. Ghost Rider gets this has mm -hmm. got a hard. He has a hard time. He sure does. He's got a hard time. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's really quick talk about Dark Ages number six. Yeah, it's the why, end of the series we? from Tom Taylor and Ebon Coyello. Uh, if nothing else, uh, you should know that Ebon Coyello is a cool artist who has made some cool looking drawings. Yeah. And I and I hope that he gets some more high profile work after this. This. I remember when they like marketed this book, it was a huge deal. There was like special art and special like promos and, and then it just farted. Like by the time it got to issue six, they threw everything they could on the cover and went, eh. and you know, whatever they treat issue six is like an old nineties. What if comic where they went and everything, because clearly this is going to be like 12 issues. And Taylor's like, I signed an exclusivity contract with fucking DC. I'm not coming back here to do this. And I'm not handing this over to somebody else. So that's it. You're getting six. Bye. Here's everything at the wall. Like things that you would expect a, a, a traditional Marvel comic of today to do takes place within the panels of a 
comic book written made by Marvel 40 years ago where it's like somebody's got a big problem then that's resolved in three panels way to go yeah yeah you yeah. know on that front it's like kind of refreshing sure yeah there's no decompression there's, in this book oh no there's because... non-stop de- yeah it's it's compression so it's, it's like a hydraulic press yeah. or press yeah it's like they it's like it's whatever that channel is they just put this story into that into the hydraulic press yes yes the, the the hydraulic press uh yeah the story of dark ages watch the the fun like squishes yeah. come out yeah just characters popping out of it you never know who's gonna show up yeah there were parts of this this issue i like i liked it too no i didn't i didn't not like it i liked I, everything that happened right but it was just so clearly oh, no. uh, and it's over yeah no it felt like like oh wait i thought this was issue five this is issue six yeah like oh. i remember getting to like the midway point and going like oh yeah they're gonna end this issue today <laughs> I knew they were, and it just felt very like, okay. And anyway, it ends, and they don't even get a chance. You don't even get a minute. Like, it's, I feel bad because, like, you could have, they could have been like, give me, give me like four more, like, pages. Like, Chip Zdarsky gets like extra issues for everything he writes, and friggin' Tom Taylor get doesn't even get a page to have a breath at the maybe, end of the friggin' issue. Maybe he was like, this is fine. Well, it, yeah, it could I be don't that care. he's like, I don't care. Maybe it was a miserable experience for him. He's like, I don't give a shit. That's why I signed a friggin' exclusivity contract with DC. Like, I'm out. Maybe he just doesn't care about these characters as much. Then why did he put them all in here? I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm a dude, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's fine. But uh, it's... it's This issue, I think, cements the fact that it will never be remembered. Like, no one will be like, dude. Speaking of, speaking of crazy alternate histories, I mean, unless we talk about it and then CBR decides to come up with a list of, like forgotten but still awesome events that you should definitely check out because then it will be remembered yeah but not until then we we should get on that then so they can get writing yes yes because if there's nothing else i like being or at least giving you the opportunity to be uh, a template from which uh cbr can come up with different listicles and 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 concepts all uh with with no credit whatsoever it's two they've done so far not bad not bad yeah uh, i like being a mover and shaker in the there, industry there is a moment in here that legitimately made you enjoyed me laugh yeah me too laughed. yeah i i did too it was deadpool it was deadpool it was deadpool it was 100 deadpool that yep. was so funny yeah. as i realized with like as he was like what he says i'm realizing as i was like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so wrong yeah it's great freaking yeah that made me laugh so I recommend it. I think it's actually you recommend a... it. I don't know if I can. I can't recommend this issue. I, no, well, this issue, like, it's a disappointment because every because the because when you read issues one and two, it's like you you could have used some of those panels <laughs> because all it was doing was setting up the status quo and creating this whole like tone. And then by this, like I said, this is just a this is like a 1994 what if comic where it's like, oh shit, there's only 22 pages. And this one is 28 pages, but in, in traditional whatever, it's like, there's only 22 pages and I got to sum up all of Atlantis attacks. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but I do, but I think it's fun. Like I, everything's fun about it. The art's great. It, it had the audacity in the last issue or the last page to be like, here's a, here's a design for this monster. You never get to see. I, yeah. I saw that too. I was like, well, clearly they were like, you would have seen this if we had three more or five more issues. But, uh, you won't. We saw it at the beginning, didn't we? We saw it in the beginning, yeah. Yeah. But like we were gonna see like an apocalypse version of that. Monster. I feel like you could have used those two pages to 
put in two more pages of story. Yeah, no. Here's a page from the from the trade paperback or hardcover we're gonna make. Cool. They gave you an extra page. Maybe you could have like used the recap page, giving me a little denouement at the end. Nah. Nah. But I did enjoy. I don't want I don't want anyone to not understand. Like I did enjoy Dark Ages, but you can watch and there's no drama. Like unlike most of these kinds of things where you're you're just watching them circle the drain or you're seeing, you know, like with DC and anything. Like when when Josh Williamson was like Dark Crisis, everyone was like <laughs> remember the dark crisis like 5g ha like we all know that you can't meta read dark age i don't know what the hell happened all i do know is something happened but uh but i did enjoy dark ages overall Mm -hmm. but i but again it will be a forgotten event or a forgotten alternate reality that Mm -hmm. i'm sure someone will revisit and like ruin you know like old man logan the ruiner the ruiner he'll show up yeah and the editor Oh my god! But uh, yeah, let's jump into some super chats because I uh, I haven't uh, had a chance to read any of those in a while. Let's do that. Um, I don't remember reading this name, so here we go. Uh, right? We didn't read that one. No, we didn't read that one. We didn't read that one. Nor that one. Nor that. Nope. Here we go. Yeah, we did this one. Read that one. Okay. All right, we're back. Uh, King Coheed says Kane needs to be the climax of the chasm stuff. Yeah, he's not. Kane is uh it's, there's some uh, there's some kind of like mandate about Kane. What is he able to? Uh <laughs> Krishi Venkatesh. I know Exodus might be lying or wrong, but that Nazarene mutant line was wild. Yes, it was. Especially given the post-Wanda resurrection protocols. That was yep. <laughs> uh Ray Farr. Hi Silent Tiff. Did you ever buy that yellow lantern from McFarlane? I just got a package from them and it included a free figure and comic with my order. Did you? That's really cool. Yeah. You ordered it? Yeah. You did? I did. Wow. I learned things too on today's episode. Yeah. Uh, BK Sakuga, <laughs> uh, thoughts on John Romita Jr. Returning, returning to Amazing Spider-Man. Feels like Marvel's trying to make his return a big deal. I prefer. I personally prefer Bagley. Yeah, Bagley's not going to do it on the regular, but, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm excited because, like, I'm excited to see one direction, one writer, uh, Romita Jr. doing his thing. You know, I know an, I know a, a, a writer or an artist who came from D.C. who would have done a really good job on, on the regular. His name's Patrick Gleason. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what Ramita does. Mm. Uh, Kingsport Cal, uh, I'm a little high, but I just want to say <laughs> I love the comic pop crew. After eight years, I can afford to support you. Oh. I really do love you all. Also, I can see that ring light. Yes, you can. Uh, it's because we have this stupid TV behind me. I'm trying to figure out a new uh, positioning. No, we're trying to figure out new lighting just in general. So that's like the light right yeah. now we've been trying to figure out the set for a bit we mm-hmm. haven't we haven't had a minute but we will it's true we should we should do this but thank you for your support man thank you uh supreme omega it's sadly ironic ben riley is treated with more respect in the mc2 universe where he's dead in there he still has dignity a spider girl's uncle ben agreed i'm surprised they never brought him back during that universe i remember reading that issue because i was like oh did they bring him back nope <laughs> um cat lawyer will defend for treats can't stay but wanted to say i always wanted to see murphy on batman beyond i loved the art so much but wish it wasn't tweaked short ears not mask uh mask and spikes seem unnecessary hyped well i'm glad you're uh enjoying it slash not enjoying it <laughs> and i have to read it so i will uh let you know what i think about it another time uh exudo 
Ekuzodia says, after reading Warrior last week and now the atrocity that is Morbius, I need some comic recommendations to keep me sane. Keep up the good work. Well, Thank hopefully you, man. you're delivering this yeah, today. Yeah, I hope so. I'm sorry about the Warrior. Abe Sapien, uh, huge thanks, Tiffany, for covering War of the Gods on back issues. Yay. I'm glad DC mis mistreatment of Perez was brought to light and that I was introduced to probably the most insane use of mythology ever. Yeah, listen, listen. There's I I we talk about like peeking into multiverses to like re I would love to have read his version of this with the annual. Yeah. Wherever it was on board and like he could have just told the cohesive story from beginning to end because there's a couple of moments in that book where it's just like you know George needed to have someone else set something up in a book and they probably couldn't deliver it yeah and so it just happens yeah it just seemingly happens because there's only so much he could put into his own wonder woman books mm -hmm. because don't forget he's also trying to like wrap up his run yeah so he's trying to get rid of all the loose threads and like put everything back where it was because he wanted the next writer to come on and you know have a nice time not knowing that that writer was going to take away the thing he wanted to do yeah i know Stand up saw, guy. Uh, yeah, Perez. I saw um, somebody made for him like a custom colored and bound or finished like they took the 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 page the un the unproduced pages of the original JLA Avengers that he drew from like the eighties. Yeah, and they read they 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 finished it for him and bound it and sent it to him. Oh wow! I was like, that's really cool. Maybe DC could do the same or just like get his outlines and be like, we're gonna make War of the Gods and just. Print it as an Elseworlds book. Do the original. Make it a black label book. Yes. Oh, I would love to see that. Uh, Ruben Gonzalez had a blast seeing you guys at the Kubert School. Any more uh, Superman, Batman team up books on back issues? Maybe one day, but not anytime soon. And thank you for coming. Thank you for coming, man. That's great. Uh, Kirsten Powers, longtime listener, first time chatter. Would love to read Hickman's Eckman, but it's a little overwhelming now. What should I read to get the story? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, You're definitely start with hawks and pox you're gonna definitely need to read that yep. because it just sets up it the just it gives you the whole setup so in theory you could read hawks and pox yep i think you can i don't like that this but like if you're if you think it's everything's too overwhelming i think you can skip ten of swords yeah it does some things you just all know all you need to know is it takes apocalypse off the table yep um and the hellfire gal you can skip that and trial of magnitude you can skip that too yeah uh, and you can skip uh fallen angels x corp uh wolverine yeah so uh, like saber tooth well some of wolverine's really fun saber tooth you don't want to skip because that's going to become the thing like, that's later like yeah, that's but yeah, if you yeah, want to yeah. get the story of what hickman was going if, for if you just want to make it through some of hickman's x-men read hawks and pox definitely grab the x title the regular x-men title then just from there, I would just pick up ones that are interesting. To that's the you. idea. That's that's what he was doing. He wasn't yeah. trying to give you like a, co a cohesive one he thing wasn't story. Like trying to give you like a huge assignment here. Yeah. Um, just read what you find interesting. It's I, all put. If in you one have, if you have like the like spare cash and the like the time to do it, pick up Ten of Swords. It is fun. It is. It's just a fun. It is a fun book. But like, I really liked that one, and that was like I had such a good time with that book. Yeah. Um. Otherwise. From there, it's funny, like, Trial of Magneto, like, you don't need it. No. Um, oh, Inferno. Yeah, you'll need to read Inferno to so get the end of it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Hrishi Venkatesh, you guys got opinions about the Robin, the Round Robin titles. That's the idea that DC had a bunch of pitches that they turned into Round Robin. Like, you, you figure it out. You be an editor. Uh, I think it's insulting and weird, but, uh, that being said, it's like also kind of like, it's a neat idea, I guess. Uh, they did it once before, uh, to make them digital book or it, one book 
or two books will yeah i think one book will succeed after like a whole bunch of pitches and then like that'll be a digital book for like a minute here's what i don't like about any of this right is that like clearly there i i would hope that there are pitches attached to these right which means that like Basically, it's a popularity contest. Yep. And like your pitch, even if it could be something of value, no one will ever see the pitch. We're only going off of the titles, right? Yep. Yep. I think there's a little information out there. there right? Like, yeah. Like I think you can find a little bit, but most people are just gonna vote based off of the the character. The character that's here. Um and like I, I would hate to be the creator behind some of these, or it's just like, oh, well, I hope people vote for my. Th- I don't. Yeah. Plus, I don't like, know how what I feel like, about this? Plus, you, you look at the comparisons. You know, like Green Lantern, the birth, consp- the birth of conspiracy is yeah. up against the Captain Carrot and his best friend Darkseid series. Yeah. And it's like those are two completely different books. There's no, there's no right. comparison. Plus, not, it's, there's there's two Green Lantern pitches in this. I'm not saying I want the Constantine and the Demon Vacation from Hell, but we all know that Magic's not going to make it. No, well, it's, but it is up <laughs> against the question who would never get a book otherwise. Right, that's true. And it's also the questions, so it might be Renee Montoya. So if you're Renee on Renee Montoya fan, you might be like, oh yay! But like, oh well. And then there's the Hawkman Hawkwoman book against Wildcat. Like Wildcat's getting a book, really? Like, no, he won't. Uh, you know, Justice League or, uh, Suicide Squad Dark against Justice League Redacted. Um, plus, the Dark is using the Dark Multiverse font, so it's like, or the the Death Metal or Dark Knights Metal font. Yeah. So it's like, what Would is you, it? Is but, it a Suicide Squad from the Dark Multiverse? But it really should be a Suicide Squad for, that's magic based. Yep. Which I would read in a heartbeat. Of course. You know, Animal Man and the Metamorphosis. Oh, hey, they can ruin Animal Man. Cool. Like, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I and I don't know anything about them. And, and, and I think it's just, I think it's just insulting, honestly. You know, the problem too is that there's like it. It's not like they're um, themed for um, style. Like, it's not like there's a bracket for like magic books. Like, what magic book will be next? What horror book will be next? Mm-hmm. What like superhero you know what i mean like no it's everything yeah so like if you know you like your audience for like horror books is very small the horror book's never gonna make it yeah the horror book is beating animal man but like but that's because those two can potentially be connected to one another so it's like i don't know yeah plus it'll never beat like Superboy, the man of tomorrow like what there already is one of those Um, different one it's a different one. Alejandro Jones says, or Juarez says, what DC character or group would you want to get the life story treatment? I mean, a Batman life story would be pretty cool. Superman life story, but we've seen that a million times. Uh, you know, Constantine would be kind of fun. No. No, that would not. It would just be all the same thing. He would just be he, mad. Just, he never loses. He just, he, you know, he never gets over. That's a really good question. A life story for a DC character. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably Animal Man would be nice. Um, Super, I do like Superman. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's been around long enough that you can yeah. easy to do Especially that. Especially because like, he ages slower, so like it'd be cool to see them. But like you, I got that in a Alex Ross painting. Like that's like yeah, you kind of Wonder Woman. Try yeah, it. yeah. I dare you. They never will. Denton Films. Uh, something's killing children is back, baby. I also know. love Tiffany's back issues episodes. Thank Me too. You. Thank you very much. Yeah. Did you read it? No. Okay. No, uh, that was in. That was physical, and that was in yeah. Film yeah lucha dandy they might as well just call ben venom 2 at the end of spider-man beyond uh, i don't even know what venom is, too venom captain coon dark ages took its sweet time getting started and they remembered it had two issues left to finish the story i'm convinced they just they, they just they just they had more issues and they were like no mm-hmm. uh, infamous jedi i thought house of slaughter would be an expansion of the world but it was just a love story but after 21 issues of sicked i'm back in well there you go nice yeah you uh you dropped uh house I, of slaughter i did but 
on the issue that it was finished. I didn't realize it was so. It was, like, so you have every issue. Yeah. <laughs> I love. I do love seeing all of the love for uh, Ten of Swords in there. The only reason I, I listen, I agree. I love Ten of Swords, but it's a big book, and if you don't have a lot of time, like time is a commodity. Yeah. You know. That's like, right. You got You got to pick and choose sometimes. So I'm yeah. trying to like truncate it. Speaking of which, immortal... wait, no. What? One Dark Knight. Batman oh, One yeah, Dark Knight came One out Dark this Knight. week. Batman One Dark Knight number two by Jock came out, and um, this was the book this week that made me gasp aloud. Ooh. Something happens in this book <laughs> that I gasped at. Wow! It's not even a big thing. It was just a like a character moment, and I was like, <gasps> like clutch my pearls. <laughs> That's cool. Like I didn't. I don't know. It it got me good um i really like this book yeah i really like this book a lot like it's so like occasionally like a little like batman cheesy yeah but like it's just so good and it's gonna be concluded in the next issue it's only three issues um i really don't want to ruin anything in this book it's I, not I just listen but read it it is a black label dc book so oversized pick oversized it up. it's drawn by jock it's written by jock um it's 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 essentially it's a bunch of different movie pitches that you think you've seen before but Batman's <laughs> in it, and it's going a very different way. And um, I just yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how it all wraps up. But I just like seeing Batman in this. If you're the type of person, how about this? If you're the type of person who feels like right now with Batman, there's too many members of the Bat family. Or you're the type of person who feels like Batman relies too much on crazy tech gadgets to get himself out of situations. Right? Mm-hmm. You might want to read this book. Because Batman is has the got part of Gotham's been hit by an EMP because they're transporting a prisoner named EMP. Yeah. Right. So Batman doesn't really have many gadgets. In fact, he has like in order to like use his like grapple gun. Yeah. It's not a grapple gun. It's a battering with a cable attached to it. And was that how like, it used to be? And he's throwing it to yeah. get from place to place. It literally is how it used to be. I work. know. So it's like if you're looking for that or like you miss a Batman who was a little more bare bones and had to just rely on himself, mm-hmm. you might like this. Nice. So I, I just I'm just enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us more about Immortal X-Men number one. Immortal X-Men number one came out this week. Uh, this is a 44 page issue uh, that came at the cover price of six dollars written by Kieran Gillen with art by uh, Lucas Wernick. Um, first of all, let's talk about the art real quick. It's pretty good. Like, yeah. yeah 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 occasionally there's like something weird about the coloring or like the hmm. inking i don't know sometimes it is gorgeous mm. and then sometimes i'm like what happened we just didn't care about this panel so much <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what it feels like occasionally Ooh. um this book be clever af let's just talk about that real no, quick it's written by kieran it's gillen. written by kieran gillen and it's like it there's just something it doesn't It'd be easy to say it feels like Kieran Gillen's going to be like, I'm the new Hickman. <laughs> but it just feels like Kieran Gillen's like the guy who's like, I read all the stuff. I did all my work. Right. Yeah. He did all. I, I understood the assignment. I just, I, all right. So I thought we were, we were doing a group project. So I, I we were told to read everything. Right. So I read everything. Mm-hmm. So I, here's my here's my book. And did, did anyone else read everything? Yeah. Oh, OK. I guess I'll just do right. what I can. Here. I'm looking at you. X lies of Wolverine. No. Okay. No, X Lives did a fine job. It was X. Oh, that's right. X Deaths. That's right. Um, this book is heavily about Mister Sinister, which I love because we really, other than in um Hellions, haven't really dealt with Sinister being there. But like, he's a big, he's a player, right? Yeah. Like, he's a big know, player. Yeah, they need him. He's part of the way that like Destiny even comes back, right? And it starts in the past. Yeah. In 1919 in Paris, where you see Mister Sinister there, and Irene Adler shows up. Oh. And the scene is 
a mirrored version oh my God. of the scene of Moira meeting Xavier at the beginning of Hawks and Fox. What? Because, of course, Irene has her precognitive abilities. So she's like, uh, right? Yeah. Like, I was just like, that's really awesome. Damn it. Um, but yeah, like it's it's very much all about sinister, and like there's a bunch of reveals. We also get like here's gonna be a spoiler for like anyone who's not caught up. Magneto's leaving, which I knew because he's going to Araco and he's gonna be in that book. Oh, with the the ten of swords like takeover book where, where he's moving there. He's leaving post everything that happened. He's like this. I shouldn't be here. <sighs> okay. I think it's some something he would never do. That Hickman would never have authorized. No. That they're like fuck it. It feels like, and like Sinister indicates that it's probably some, like everyone assumes it's like something going on between Xavier, Xavier and, and, him. and him. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to Araco. And like Storm's not thrilled about this. I'll but bet. He, but she knows he's doing it. So he's leaving the council. Right. So they have an empty seat. So most of this book is trying to figure out who's, who's going to sit there. And there's like a bunch of like really great, um, you know, like interviews with people. Um, the key here is that like Sinister knows what's going to happen. Because Irene told him yes and then something else but we'll get to that we're gonna mm. get to that right but the sinister knows he has to like react he's like i have to act surprised so he acts overly surprised but it's sinister so everyone's like oh, oh god yeah mm-hmm. idiot we get more of those sinister secrets remember do you remember when hickman used to put those in that mr sinister had secrets yes we they're yes, back the bar sinister yeah good they're back they're different but they're back okay um, you know angel both x-corp characters try out <laughs> They're like, no, you can't sell books. Gorgon tries out. Vulcan tries out. Mm-hmm. Brand tries out. Wow, really? I'm like, you can't. She's on Orcus now. Yeah. Um, Beast tries out. It's really funny. And I there's something about Gillen writing this. And I believe he wrote the like Beast Brand like relationship. Mm, I, th- I think I, when they dated, I think he was. Writing oh, yes. OK. Back yeah. in the day. So I think uh, what's his name? Um, I think. I think Whedon set that up, but like, yeah, I think he wrote some of it, but maybe I'm wrong. Guys feel free. Let me know. Mm-hmm. But the only reason it, I was like, I think that's true is because it's brought up here because everyone, like after all these interviews are all like the quiet council's chatting about it. And Kitty and Nightcrawler are talking about how like, you know, like beast hasn't been right. And like, yeah. he's <laughs> acting very much like brand. It's like, almost like you can't tell them apart. And it's like, it's like ever since you've dated her, right. He hasn't been right. Oh. And I'm like, I kind of love that. Like she rubbed off on him or yeah. something like what? Like, that's why. Yeah, I, I'm like, that's hmm. clever, Kieran. You, you <laughs> clever. Um, but yeah, so like the idea is that like Sinister knows who's going to get the seat. Mm-hmm. Because those are what happens. Exodus is really upset because like he's you know, Magnus leaving. Well, yeah. And, you know, Exodus, well, he gets he's like, no, now you're a bad guy. Now you suck. OK, like, we have to ah! like out of all the people who are going to make a religion. It's yeah. Exodus, right? So Exodus goes forth and finds um who he thinks should be on the council. Hope. He's like, You're the Messiah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's like, You should be on the council. No one's done anything with hope. At all. They're like, get on. And then Celine tries out of the externals. Yeah. She's like, I should be on the council, and here's why. I can't die. No, <laughs> she gives well, nobody can. Mm-hmm. She's like, and she her leave it to Gillen. He writes a very compelling argument. Her argument is, first of all, like, they're like, why do you think you should replace Magneto? She's like, first of all, you're wrong in thinking it's a replacement because right. Destiny replaced Apocalypse and you think that she's got this, like, like the same. Yeah, like her power set is like whatever. It's fine, but it's not the same as what Ma- as what Apocalypse had. Yeah. That Apocalypse also had like, you know, an understanding of magic 
and you don't have that on this council anymore. Oh. In fact, like he, he didn't know anything compared to what I know about magic. And the fact is, like anyone could like take you guys down with that. So you need me. Uh huh. She's like, also, you guys are immortal now. I've always been immortal. So like, welcome to the club. Right. Okay. I'm like, that's not a bad argument. The Quiet Council is quickly becoming the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, you know. Well, yeah, but then Hope shows up and goes like, "Actually, it should be me." Right, because they told me I should. I it should be me. me. Okay. Because like the fact is, like I have done a lot as a good little soldier. <laughs> right. Five have done. We've worked our asses off, but like you know what? It's been a year, and we're kind of starting to question some things. So mm. we want to be part of this. Right. So you know. Mm-hmm. That's well, that's you, not really good enough, but okay. You want us to keep doing this, though, right? Yeah, but you're going to because you want to not die, right? They can do it on their own. Yeah, you have to do it on your own. But like, you're not all going to l- agree with each other. What do you mean? The, the five? Or yeah. The quiet Council? Well, no, it would just be Hope is going to be the, the mm-hmm. representative. Right, so exactly. Like, so then Celine freaks out. She's like, what? Well, okay, fine. Okay, fine. If she's going to play that game, I'm going to play the game. You know that external gate that like lets you go up to a racco real easily? Yeah, what if I, I made that go away? Oh my God. Because that's made out of my, my, my friends. Right okay i'll just make it go away yeah how so then she like because she's like it's their bones like she they're all connected in that way it's magic okay. you know she's like i'll just do it uh-huh. so then she leaves in a huff and since she's like she's bluffing <laughs> and they're like so they all have a big conversation about it and sinister knows how everyone's gonna vote mm-hmm. he's like no yes no whatever and then we get to destiny and he's wrong <gasps> So then he has to change his vote because mm. he, ha- he needs hope to be on the council. Oh, he's like, hope has to be on the council because it sows the seeds of discord. And that's what has to happen. Right. So he gets hope on the council. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Celine brings the gate to life because he was wrong. He's like, she wasn't bluffing. Right. Oops. But none of that really matters because much like a Hickman book. Now, this does not feel the same as a Hickman book. Don't mistake yeah. it. Don't mistake it. Spoilers. Sinister returns to his lab where he reveals that he has Moira clones hmm. who have their powers. Okay. So he has the power to reset the timeline. To reset the timeline. And may or may not have, have already, already been, done that. been doing it. Hmm. Okay. I'm like, that's what? a shame because I was like, oh, did does that undo the bullshit? from from deaths it could like that's not even moira i, I don't know i hope so that's I, a great way to fix it i don't know but there's like all these moira clones mm-hmm. oh additionally jesus is a uh is a mutant yeah i heard about that <laughs> yeah also jesus was a mutant okay sure they made jfk a mutant Listen, in the that's movies. what exodus says it's exodus yeah. i don't know take take that with a grain of salt exactly i wouldn't yeah, um, i wouldn't put much stock in it but yeah so like that's cool yeah that's great there's something here i say what you will about like where the story is going what they've been doing with moira um but like gillen writes a hell of a story it feels good <laughs> it, like it feels smart it's tight it's a tight story even if you're like you know what i don't want moira clones right the still story works. still feels like cohesive that's cool and with a direction yeah i think this is only four issues Mm. i think maybe not maybe amazon only showed me (laughs) um that there was going to be four because i could pre-order everything if i wanted to gotcha um and it only let me pre-order uh four of them okay i'll bet it's just that's that's all we have plans for um but 
I really enjoyed the hell out of this issue. And <laughs> yeah. like it gave me a lot more confidence. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Kieran Gillen steer the ship. He's I'm not, not saying yeah, that no. at all. No, I but like I was like, okay. They can still do it. Right. We Okay. They, they, we, we still got, they still can, got a shot they here. They can still give me that feeling of excitement. Yeah. Um, I happen to like Kieran Gillen's style of writing. He's so great. It's not like, you know, it's not a surprise, mm-hmm. honestly, that I would dig it. But yeah, I really enjoyed this one quite a bit. Yay. So like if you're a little on the fence about the future of Hickman's X-Men, at least give Immortal X-Men a try. Yeah. See if you get the same kind of like feel it's not exactly the same no but like it's similar it's similar cool yeah uh maximum spider 19 says uh, is it just me or does someone at the spider-man editorial team have a dan didio-esque hate boner for the spider clones kane's been dead for a while now and look what happened to ben uh i mean here's the thing like you know um the every generation the next generation like takes over for the for the books and like not a lot of us liked the clone you know, like the vocal minority of people really love that clone back in the day. And the rest of us just wanted Spider-Man back. And I can imagine a lot of people who work for Marvel right now. The thing is, why? Like, why bring him back? Mm. The best thing, if you hate the clones, just like if you hate the prequels and stuff, like the best way to de- to defeat them or to show your disdain is to not reference them. Like, is to just not. Like, let them fall into obscurity. Mm. Like that's the way to make it really, that's the way to really hurt it. And so I don't know if anybody would like deliberately waste our time with this beyond arc just to have Ben Riley not succeed. He was already the main villain of the clone conspiracy. Like we don't need to redeem him only to destroy him again. Like it's, that's not necessary. Right. Right. And by the way, I want to also point out in one of the um, secrets, Sinister mentioned specifically that like, judgment isn't spelled like this it's spelled like this with it like appropriately uh-huh. but there's like an up like issue three has like judgment is coming but there's a missing e mm. who's who's an e well eric but i don't mm. know or like or exodus yeah i don't know mm. i'm like interesting interesting uh emily rose uh missed most of this live stream but thank you tiffany for the last week's episode and all the saga stuff Aww. just picked up the collection i'm loving it <gasps> yay that's great thanks for joining us uh Alden Tolbert, uh, imagining if Aunt May owns Doctor Doom, uh, I could see her definitely giving him the business. Nick Lachlan, I laughed out loud at Warnick using Tom Cruise as a reference for Exodus. I don't know. Uh, I guess yeah, like maybe guess. he used him as an analog uh, drawing. I guess I didn't. You know, it's funny. Like I didn't even notice it. Yeah, but like that's not saying it wasn't there. I just was like, so I, yeah, I could. I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. That looks like him. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But like, I was just so into the story that it didn't. It wasn't like ah, oh, what biting. That, that's what I'm talking about. See, like that that panel was like fine, and then it's like. Yeah, that's 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 great. That's amazing. I don't. I, don't I know. It. I hear you. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man number ninety three from uh, the 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 Beyond team. Um, <laughs> the whole team. The whole team. I'm not even going to bother. We're all here. This limped across the finish lines by Amazing Spider-Man number ninety three. Uh, from wells uh gleason and valenza um so yeah they made this uh this is the end this is the end of the arc we're moving on to another thing uh ben riley was spider-man for a minute and i guess kind of and this this really okay so in this issue uh beyond the uh, beyond corporation is defeated but you know not in the least like everyone who was involved 
gets away and lives to fight another day. And after the last issue, I finally remembered that like beyond was invented in a next wave book. So this, which is basically a parody book that may or may not have even happen in the Marvel universe. So like have right. the beyond corporation be this thing. I'm like, really? Like, really? Okay. But, uh, you know, Ben's uh, memories were removed. That's how he was able to be f a functioning Spider-Man without all the clone conspiracy nonsense. And so, uh, but it's been going worse and it's not working, blah, blah, blah. He's losing his memories and he's losing what made him himself. And I remember like in the last issue, like, you know, he's like, I'm going to go get my memories back. And I'm like, okay, this is how we're going to differentiate between Spider-Man. Like we, we, we built up Ben. We made him, you know, another Peter Parker. We're going to Swiss cheese's memory so that he'll have mm -hmm. like different decisions and actions than Peter Parker. So we can differentiate them better. Yep. That's what we did. Um, they manipulate him into trying to trick Peter or they manipulated him into trying to force Peter to wear a helmet that would allow his memories to get downloaded into Ben's brain, which like no one would believe, but maybe they were telling the truth to make it ironic. Either way, it, it causes a fight between the two of them. And ultimately, you know, Ben is lost under some rubble and then gets some goop on him. It's like, what? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was bullshit. But, uh, he gets some crap on him from like the, you know, this crazy super science building that collapse or not collapses. It like just sinks like two floors or whatever. Okay. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, and, he, and then like the book ends and then the book has like a post-credit scene and then it ends and then it has another post-credit scene. And I'm like, this isn't a movie. Like just finish your fucking comic book. But uh, yeah, at the end of it, they reveal that like uh, Janine Ben's girlfriend uh, rescues him from the rubble. And then, he abandons her and becomes Chasm, a green themed Spider-Man character. Like he looks just like Spider-Man, but he's got like a kind of green theme going on. And is he an established character? No, he's a new character. Okay. New Spider-Man character. Spider Who fucking cares? It's so uh like th this is this is the problem I've had with this whole run, which is that like you know, you had I, I when you're reading this thing, you're like, okay this feels like a lot of wheel spinning. Like every writer that comes on is like, I've got an agenda. I got a plan. And like, I get it, you know? And I'm not, I'm not talking about like agenda, like the way that like some YouTubers use it. I'm talking about like an agenda, like I'm, I have an agenda for today. I'm going to get milk and eggs and bread. Like, you know, I'm, I, this is clearly Spencer. He screwed up. Cause his agenda was, I'm going to represent Demetrius for no reason without talking to him. And uh, I'm going to unmake them. I'm going to unmake one more day. Oh, they forgot, and like, there's no editors at Marvel, so I got all the way up to the finish line. Then they recognized it, and they told me I couldn't do it, so I had to rewrite my entire ending. Maybe you should go fucking work for DC, dude, because like, Marvel clearly doesn't care about what you have to say or or, or the sanctity of your endings. But like, that was his idea, right? And like, everybody had like a plan, and this was just a, a group of people who were like, I don't know. Wouldn't it be fun if like Ben was Spider-Man for a minute? Like, wouldn't it be fun if we just if like you could just skip the entire th you could just throw this whole thing out? You could just from Spencer to, to to the next one to the Wells run by himself. You could throw the whole thing out and not miss a beat. Nothing important happened. Nothing substantial happened. Nothing that couldn't just be ignored took place in the story, except that at the end of the day, Ben Riley has a green themed suit and he's more mad. That's it. And it's like why did you do that? And and, it, and and I don't even care. Like, I I didn't like Ben Riley because he took my book. You know, like, when I was reading Spider-Man, it was Peter. And then Ben Riley shows up. 
And I'm like, what is this? And I was just enjoying the stories where like Spider-Man was with Mary Jane and they were doing their thing and he was fighting bad guys. But then Ben Riley shows up and, he, and he's like, I'm in charge now. Like I'm in the book and it's going to be at least a ha- like a third of the book is going to be about me. And then he took over and I was like, I don't want to read this book anymore. And then they took it away from him and gave it back to Peter. And I was like, okay, I'm still not reading anymore. I'm in high school now. Like, <laughs> I'm not interested. But like, I don't know. It's like, who's asking for this? You know, I, I thought I, I I I read the ending of this book and I thought to myself, you know what would have been kind of funny? Because at the end of um during the clone saga, when Ben was revealed to be the real Peter, they were like, We need to get rid of Peter Parker because he's married and he's boring. And he's gonna have a kid and it's boring and it's old. But Ben's young and single. So we're gonna focus on that Spider-Man now. And they could just take, and they took Peter and they made him get a job in Portland, Oregon. And so he and Mary Jane moved to Portland. Mm-hmm. That's what they should have done with Ben. Should have moved him to Portland. Just have him get on his friggin' motorcycle with Janine. And, uh, and, and, and she says, where are we going to go? And he says, I hear Portland's great this time of year. And rode off into the sunset. And then you make a new like book called The West Coast Spider-Man. That's all you needed to do. Like, who was it? Like, it, you, you dropped the ball so hard and they keep doing it like and i don't and i and i, I don't get why you know the superior spider-man you know halfway through superior spider-man like the run the first run mm-hmm. they they clearly had a winner on their hands and they had a whole new subset of audience members who were like i kind of like spider-man being an asshole murdering people and whether you fundamentally misunderstand the character of spider-man and that's the reason why you like that or not is not important what's important is sales and numbers and it's like okay at the end of that you know, obviously we're going to get rid of Doc Ock and make Spider-Man Peter Parker again. But like, what if we didn't though? You know, because we have an ace up our sleeve of the device we, d- we use to make him into a spider character. Mm-hmm. So just do that. Then you got two books. Amazing Spider-Man, Superior Spider-Man. You keep the Superior Spider-Man going and keep the audience members you built. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. No. And, and then they did it and then, and then they re-brought it back and they undid it again for no reason. Like they literally one more day Doc Ock Spider-Man. And I don't understand why. And then at this, you could have been like, okay, we got two Spider-Man books. Because at the end of this, people were either happy to get Ben back or new readers who were like, I kind of like this Spider-Man character. Like, I kind of like Ben. Mm-hmm. Here's a book for you. Kane had a book when yeah. he was a Spider-Clone, when Ben was dead. And, 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 and Kane had a redemption arc and he had a run called Scarlet Spider, which was good. It's a good book. People liked it. And it was very different. Canceled. Unceremoniously. And then he's killed after being put on an embarrassing run of uh of the new warriors but like it, it, i don't get it i don't get it they, they want to like have their multiple spider-man characters they want to have all these like the spider-verse but they also don't want to like give you something substantive right you know they want to do a big spider-man event with like sixteen thousand spider-man characters and then have them all go back to where they came from or or have them show up in a big cool fight scene and then have them all go away and not have their own books and that's like though i thought you guys only had like, I, I thought you only were interested in money. Well, that's money on the table. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just weird. It's a weird choice. It's a weird choice and it's a weird directive. And I, I, for the life of me, I don't get it, but it doesn't bode well for the future of Spider-Man, but like it hasn't for a long time. So why am I surprised? Oh. Um, you know, Wells is like, I'm going to do a crazy ass thing with Spider-Man. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, I'll be over here waiting until the day when, spider-man's back to being spider-man again you know like if the movies can never be street level 
maybe the comics could in some way. Mm-hmm. I know they're not, but you know, whatever. Uh, and, I, and that's what's so weird is like I don't even have a reverence or care for for Ben. I do have a reverence and care for story. Yeah. And this was not a good one. And I'm sorry that you know if I if I disagree with you, but you're not watching because I agree with you all the time. And like, you know, it's a shame that it didn't. You know, it's a shame that we can't agree, but at the same time, like, you got to admit. There is like a fundamental misunderstanding of story structure and 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 and, and execution here. Like, this was not satisfying to read, mm-hmm. and it not because it didn't have a happy ending. It's because at the end of the day, there's no nourishment. Mm-hmm. It's just eating Smarties for dinner. There's there's nothing there to keep you alive mm-hmm. or to keep your brain nourished. It's just a bunch of stuff that happened. And here's a bunch of stuff. Don't go go over 9,000. Oh, don't forget Sinister mentioned something about chimeras right before the Moira reveal. He did. Also, this is an ongoing. I think Teeny's issue is... There you go. I was like, someone doesn't have a full book. Mm -hmm. It's Teeny Howard. It's it's fair. Uh, Venkatesh says, I'm really looking forward to JFK and Jesus hanging out on Krakoa. Yeah, I mean, if that's true, they can bring Jesus back. Yeah. And JFK. Hmm. Damien, if, only could, if only Lincoln were a mutant. Right? There's no way he wasn't. Uh, I read Amazing's by 93 after hearing how bad it was, and it met those expectations. Marvel really hates Ben Riley. That ending is just really awful. Again, like, I, I think that's short-sighted to say that like ben, Marvel hates Ben Riley because Ben Riley has had more books than ever before like the last time ben riley had more books was when he took over amazing spider-man and spectacular spider-man like when he was main spider-man in the 90s mm. like if they hate him so much why do they keep putting him in books right it's 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 worse than hate hate would be him not appearing in the book yeah and then talking about him like he's an asshole behind his back <laughs> that would be hate hate would be turning him into a supervillain. You know, and I don't know what chasm is. You can't say that he's a villain. It's nothing. It's a, it's a skin in Spider-Man PS5. Is he the Green Gobbler? Someone mentioned that already. I Yay. can't take credit for that. That's great. I hope he is. <laughs> um, but uh, no, this is this is this is like passive apathy for the character, where the editors go, whatever, I don't give a shit. As long as you're running the book through Spellchecker, I don't, I don't have to do my job. Uh, Dawson Miller, uh, thank you for comic pop for showing me Danny Warren Johnson. Also, X Men confuses me to no end. <laughs> have faith in Kieran Gillen; all will be explained by him. Yes, for for what he's doing, he can't has no control for anything. It's true. Uh, Cozen, I know Disney won't do this, but I hope at a later episode they will look back at the suit wrapping around him was actually him hurriedly wrapping himself in toilet paper. Uh, would be peak <laughs> Moon Knight. <laughs> that'd be amazing yeah that's what he that's what he saw he saw it like meanwhile he's just like no i didn't even moon night <laughs> uh damby 900 returns to say uh it reminded me how good the Kane scarlet spider run one run was where they just continued that since it was so ridiculous i'm not interested in 94 now yeah no i wouldn't be either um and uh here we go uh thorn and entity hey hey ben riley agent of shield to be perfect uh a man with a checkered past and all spider-man's powers working as a super spy for fury and it'd be poetic too because you know his parents were shield agents wouldn't that be fun i like that a lot yeah ben riley agents of shield i love that because that's also a pseudonym there's no person named ben riley yeah uh, and, and i think we've got a writer for it yeah i think we do <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for Blood Syndicate. Uh, Joshua Link, it's such a shame because DiMatteis' writing is such a great Ben Riley mini. That's the other thing. If they hated him so much, there wouldn't be 
a Ben Riley book about right. how great he was, yeah. written by one of the best Spider-Man writers. So you know, uh, Aki Dave, uh, I wonder why they even gave JM a book for Ben because money, man. Like, is you know because they they they, uh, they knew enough to know people would buy it. I don't know. So there's your book. Hey, I, I you got an endorsement for me, Ben Riley, Agent of Shield. Throw away that chasm thing. First, it, first three pages. As long as he's like, and I'm chasm. That's a stupid idea. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Let me call up some of my shield contacts. Um, so there you have it. Uh, let's let's recommend some books, shall we? Let let's shall. Yes, shall us. <laughs> uh, obviously, Devil's Reign number six. It's the end of Devil's Reign. I thought uh, that so was over. It's it might as well. I be. really did. I'm sorry. I know. I no, it's not. Cheeky. I really thought it was. I over. know. I know. I can't wait. Uh, I you know. Then we can get back to Daredevil. You know, Zadarsky, Chichetto, art and writing, masterclass, great stuff. Can't wait. Hooray. Uh, She-Hulk number three, again. Nice. I, I really enjoy the series. It's it's very simple, very straightforward, very basic, but it's fun. You know, it's just a fun book. I don't know why Jack of Hearts is coming back. I guess because who cares? Yeah, why uh, not? You know, because someone's got to come back. Right. Batman Killing Time, number two from uh, Tom King. It's a Tom King Batman book that I'm enjoying, much to his surprise. Uh, <laughs> black widow that's 15 accurate. that's ending uh can't wait to see how it goes you know uh it was a good book while well, it lasted uh batman beyond neo year number one i just i heard stuff about it i don't normally read batman beyond as like a comic but uh i will check it out because okay. you know why not i also go check out that beyond the white knight book because like i, I forgot to <laughs> so you know that. that's a thing uh and i i think i'm good but i will uh, i will return to more in a minute thank you uh moon Knight number 10 is coming out so i'm, I'm gonna be picking that up and then folks if you're an x-men reader um make good choices this week <laughs> because there's a lot coming out comparatively we've had we were in a bit of a, a break right yeah. and it feels like with x-men immortal they're like okay here we go right Which i think it's interesting that, that this is the here we go mm -hmm. i'm like all right yeah um you're gonna get x-force number 27 you're going to get an x-force annual this week you're going to be getting x-men red number one and you're going to be getting marauders number one this feels like very much what it was when we were at the peak of hickman's x-men for yeah. sure um so four different x titles coming out it's a lot, guys. I mean, yeah. that, that's a lot, especially when one of the only one of them's four dollars, all the rest of them are five. So make good choices, people. Mm -hmm. Make the choices you want to make for these, right? Like, yeah. Don't don't be pressured into being like, I have to have all of them. No. Just pick the ones you want to read, okay? Exactly. Uh, Strange number two is coming out. So if you really were digging on uh Jed McKay's uh Clea story grab number two that's going to be the next in this series yeah and i and i'm sure that uh it'll be you know short <laughs> yeah i'm sure um little monsters number two it's the jeff lemire uh image title post-apocalyptic vampire children I, i'm kind of digging on it yeah uh i also want to give a shout out to monkey prince number three i think i missed number two but if you're digging uh monkey prince it's, again it's a fun yeah you enjoyed it jovial so story mm -hmm. you might want to go grab that Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons number two, is finally coming out. Wow, I didn't even recognize no, that. No, because the cover is so different. so different. It's beautiful, it but it's gorgeous. also like, what? Well, it's funny. I was thinking about the other that the other day when that was like when that was gonna be coming out, just like I was thinking about when Suicide Blaze 2 was coming out. Yeah, I, I was looking it's, for it and I it's still next week. Okay. It's not this week, it's gonna be next week. Mm -hmm. I was like, did I miss it? Like it's been so long, I must have missed it. Yeah. Nope. 
just Mm-mm. not out yet um yeah uh flashpoint batman night of vengeance number one is coming out and that's like a predecessor prelude thing to the upcoming return of jeff johns with uh you know with, with flashpoint whatever the hell that's gonna be i mean i'm gonna check it out just to see where we're going but you know <laughs> it's nuts but you know you know you know and that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We so uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. We will, uh, you know, what we're gonna do. We're gonna watch Moon Knight on whatever day it comes out, and talk to you next week. Yeah. Well, we we already watched episodes one and two. We did watch one and so two. So next week we'll all be on the same page. We can talk about that. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, you know, here's we had we we were given a screener for one for for Moon Knight's we episode one through four. Yeah. And we only watched two of them. We did. And it wasn't because we didn't have time. But but uh we heard some stuff so yeah but i heard maybe uh things turn around two more episodes after that so we'll see what happens but uh we'll be we'll be back in the same boat with you in two weeks as far as uh you know being surprised by moon knight on tv but yeah uh we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us we want to thank us for our uh, super chatters for sponsoring today's show Mm -hmm. uh check out twitch.tv slash compop to watch tv play video games uh subscribe to this channel and click like notifications to get notified when we go live of course go to youtube.com slash comic pop to follow us watching uh back issues and of course we want to thank our viewers for putting up with those shorts we're trying to just get back into the algorithm in some way and YouTube seems to be favoring shorts. It's weird, but uh, we do appreciate you checking them out and enjoying them. And hopefully it's not spamming you in any way. I'm trying to make it just one short a day, not on Wednesday because back issues is the day when that show comes out and that's all that comes out. Um, But yeah, otherwise, see you guys next time. Another episode. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot. Bye.